0: What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So, we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what He has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, New Vision. My name is Todd Briner, and I serve here as our student and online pastor. And today, I want to share with you guys from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 43 through 48. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the 1984 New International Version. And you'll see why I chose that one in just a minute. But the section goes like this, Matthew five forty-three. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. So before we jump into the scripture, I want to tell you why I chose this and how it has helped me see Jesus more clearly. And to do that, I want to kind of tell you my story. I want you kind of to journey back with me and hear a little bit about my story with Jesus. See, I grew up in the church. From little kid, I would go to vacation Bible school and Sunday school class and Wednesday nights and Sunday nights, and I grew up in the church. At around 10 years old, between fourth and fifth grade, in that summertime, I asked Jesus to come into my life. I was baptized, and, and I just kind of continued on in my church routine, continued on going to church and being involved in church. And as I was getting older, as I was getting into middle school, and as I was getting into high school, I got farther and farther and farther and farther and farther. And if I could say farther, I would say it for the next hour away from God. But at 16 years old, I went to a youth trip. And at that youth trip, I say God radically changed my life. It's like I went from just being a Christian and kind of going through the motions of church and, you know, going through the motions of sin and repent and sin and repent to being fully engaged in my faith. When I came back from that trip, I made some drastic changes in my life, who I hang out with, what I listen to, who I spent my time with, what I looked at. And God just radically impacted me. I started going to Bible studies whenever I could. But I remember, even though I was going to Bible studies and being more involved in church and, you know, really loving Jesus, I had yet to get into God's word. I had yet to start spending my own time daily studying the Bible. And I remember I would go to all these Bible studies, and I would go to all these youth events, and I would go to all these Christian things. And I remember they would always tell me, Todd, you got to read your Bible. Todd, you got to read your Bible. Todd, you got to read your Bible if you really want to know about Jesus. Todd, you got to do this. And here was always my answer. Here was always my answer. I know what's in the Bible. I grew up in church. I've heard the stories. I've heard the preaching. I know what's in there. And so I never thought I would have to read it. And finally, I was at a men's Bible study, or or really a guy's Bible study. I was 17 years old, and my Bible study leader said, if you read the book of Galatians, I'll take you guys all out to get ice cream. And so me and the other guys, we read through the book of Galatians. We read through the book of Galatians just for the ice cream. But there was something that kind of stirred in my heart that time. And so I decided to give the Bible a try as a 17-year-old. And I had heard kind of, you don't just want to start at the beginning. You want to start like in the New Testament. And so I just picked Matthew. And I came to the Bible thinking, okay, I know what's in here. I know what's going on. I know what's happening. And so I just started to read. And I said, I'll read two chapters a day. And I read chapter one and chapter two. It's talking about the birth of Jesus. And I'm like, yes, I know this. Wise men, shepherds, all this stuff. I know this. See, I was right. I know what's in the Bible. And then I went on, and you hear Jesus is getting baptized. He's tempted. He calls the disciples at the Sea of Galilee. And I'm like, man, I know what's in the Bible. What's the point of this? I know these stories. And then something drastically changed. I made it to Matthew chapter 5. And Matthew chapter 5 through 7 blew my mind. It's Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. It's the longest time Jesus teaches in any of the Gospels. It's the most detailed teaching that he gives. And Matthew chapter five through seven literally blew my mind. And here's what I realized. I realized maybe I knew kind of about what Jesus did. I knew some of his miracles. I knew some of the stories. But I didn't know what he really taught. And I didn't know what he was really asking me to do has a follower of his. And so if you've never read Matthew 5 through 7, you should. It may change everything you think about Jesus. I know it did for me. And so let's go back to that verse, Matthew 5, 43 through 48, NIV 1984 version, the exact version that I was reading as a 17 year old kid, the exact version that blew my mind and radically opened my eyes to what Jesus really had for me and really how he wanted me to live my life as a follower of his. And so let's go back to verse 43. It says, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemies. So here's what Jesus is doing in the Sermon on the Mount. And you'll see this all the time throughout the whole section is that he's taking what was commonly said, what was commonly taught by religious leaders And he's flipping it. He's making them see it from a different way. And so what he says in 43 is that it was taught, you've been taught that you're to love your neighbor. You're to love those people who are like you, and you're to hate your enemies. So love your neighbors. Love the people that are like you. And everybody else, hate them. But here's what he does. And he says this all the time in the Sermon in the Mountain. He says, but I tell you, I tell you. So you've heard it said this. You've heard it this way. This is how the world operates. This is what maybe you've even been taught. But I'm telling you, it's supposed to be different for those of us who follow Jesus. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes His Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward Reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? What he's saying there in 46 stands out: If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Everybody does that. Everybody loves those who are like them. Everybody loves those who are close to them or who love them back. In fact, he even uses a tax collector, and tax collectors were very hated in those days. Tax collectors didn't have anybody that they were close to. The Romans hated tax collectors because they were Jews. And the Jews hated tax collectors because they had given allegiance to Rome and they were working for the Roman government, and so they were by themselves. So the only people that could like another tax collector were other tax collectors. He's saying if you love people who are like you, everybody does that. That's no different. You're no different than anybody else. But he's saying for a Christian, for those who follow Jesus— You're supposed to be different. And this is what really stood out to me. This is the verse I remembered, memorizing as a 17-year-old. It says this, and if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? He's saying everybody knows that. Everybody does it. You don't have to be a follower of Jesus. That's what a pagan means, somebody who hasn't followed Jesus. And it says in verse 48, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. So here's what rocked my world as a 17-year-old, all of what Jesus was teaching, but in specific that we're supposed to love those who aren't like us. We're supposed to be different, and we're different by showing love to those that are different from us, from accepting them, from caring for them, and for loving them. This is something that God showed me 20 years one years ago but I think it's something that we can all learn from today that even though we may be different from someone else even though we may even consider them an enemy in some ways we're still called to show them the love of God we're still called to show them the love of Jesus I'm reminded of Jesus on the cross as he's being crucified as crowds are ridiculing him, his nails are being driven through his hands, he's saying, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing, that he's willing to still love the people and have compassion for them, even in the midst of them executing him. And so I want to leave us with this, verse 44, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. The world should be able to see the difference in us by our love for all those around us and maybe specifically for those who are different from us and could even be considered enemies let's pray God I pray that like you showed me at 17 years old a love for your word and for spending time daily connecting with you I pray that you would give that to everyone who's listening today that they would develop that time where they connect with you whether it's with this podcast every day, whether it's on their own time of spending with you, but that they would spend time connecting to you and with your word. And I also pray that we could be empowered by your spirit to live what we heard today in Matthew chapter five, to live a life of love. That when people see us, they see love. And that we would pray for those who are different from us, pray for those who persecute us, but show them the love of Christ. Now when people see us, They see a little bit of Jesus. I pray in your son's name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.